Okay. We're on to episode number two. Woohoo! So today's episode of Dancetopia is brought to you by my desk, which I finally cleared off enough to be able to sit my computer on here and record from a normal recording space or semi-normal recording space. So yeah, shout out to my desk. Let's get started with the podcast. At the intersection of movement, knowledge, and passion lies a place I like to call Dancetopia. Dancetopia is home to all students, observers, and lovers of dance. Whether you're a seasoned professional or a novice, there is a place for you in this world. Welcome. All right, so welcome to episode two of Dancetopia, the podcast, which also happens to be our very first special episode or very special episode to kind of bite off the sitcoms. Since it is Mother's Day, it's I'm actually just probably going to squeak into Mother's Day because I'm finishing this up really late at night because I'm a procrastinator. Boo to me. Um, I had a 40-minute long conversation with my mom about the joys and woes of being a dance mom, and I wanted to share some of that with you. So have a listen. So why did you put me in dance? Okay. When you were, oh my goodness, you were a very active little girl, and you were... I don't know. You you wanted to play piano, but um, we wanted to make sure you were coordinated. And by that, that didn't mean that there was something wrong with you. It's just that, you know, you either get put in a sport, you know, to have activity, or you get, in this case, we put you in dance because we wanted you to be, um, have stamina. And we wanted you to be coordinated. So instead of putting you in a sport, we put you in dance. I had you in piano, remember? You asked me if I wanted to do gymnastics or play piano. Right. We were in church and I distinctly remember saying gymnastics. Right. I asked you, I just didn't follow through with what you said. Because I knew you couldn't do gymnastics because you were tall. And, and maybe in lieu of the gymnastics, that's where the dance came in. I just remember the first time you left me there at tech rehearsal, I didn't really understand that you were leaving. And I literally ran around the studio crying and I couldn't because I couldn't find you. Yeah, and I feel like this is the perfect opportunity to explain that my mom is a very non-traditional dance mom. She was not backstage doing hair and mm-hmm. fixing costumes. Mm-hmm. Nope, that wasn't me. My hair was done when I got to the auditorium. No one had to do anything. He just plopped me back there, and I met her on the other side when I finished dancing. That was how it was from 5 to 17. I don't do prima donnas. I don't do silly stuff. I don't do, I definitely don't do tantrums. And I, from, I wasn't backstage as a, as a backstage mom, but I saw enough of those little girls do, 
throw tantrums and I don't have the patience for that. So when you understand your personality and what you can and cannot tolerate, it would have been, um, it just would have been a bad idea for me to be back there. So I wasn't back there. When did you start to realize that my dancing was taking over your life? Cause Around that time, if you recall, I uh, used to play um, or be the musician for two different churches. And it was when I realized that the dance was going to require more of my time, I decided it was more important for me to be there for you than to continue being the music director at church. Yeah, so how did your relationship with dance evolve? Because you were an observer and you were like a supporter, but you didn't dance. So how did your relationship with dance evolve? Well, keep in mind that while I'm not a dancer, I am an artist uh, in terms of a musical artist. So it's just another variation of art to me. Um, so I enjoyed seeing the artistry and it was coupled with music, which is something I've loved all my life. Um, watching you, I think I'm a better, or I can be, uh, I can critique more on a technical level because of watching you. Those um, moments of going to competition, driving to Orlando, going to the studio, driving, picking you up from your internship on Miami Beach, and then beating traffic to get you back to the studio by six, all while you were uh, answering DBQs or whatever those things are called uh, during your FLVS and trying to get you something to eat. <laughs> those all were um, experiences, bonding experiences. Okay. So what, what were some of the challenges of being a dance mom? Now it's about to get interesting. Um, first of all, the dance community is very cliquish. I don't do cliquish. I don't do clicks. Um, but what I did notice is that... Um, it, it, it's very cliquish, and if you want your child to be showcased is the best word I can say, you have to be in with that clique. That clique can consist of being in with the owner of the dance studio, being in with the teachers, uh, being, and when I say being in, being very friendly, being in the know, always being around. And see, I don't do well with that stuff. Um, <laughs> Um, that was one challenge because I didn't think it should go like that. Um, another challenge was, um, kind of sort of related, who gets to dance, who doesn't get to dance, who gets showcased, how you get showcased. Um, all of those were challenges for me. And in this particular case, um, I remember telling you one time, I really wanted to move you because I wasn't happy with the politics, yeah. I'll call it, of the dance studio. But 
I knew enough to know I could not just pick you up from one studio and place you in another because studios are clickish. So had I done what I wanted to do, you would not have stayed. One of the things that went on that I just thought was so very uh, inconsiderate was we were supposed to go and compete, I believe, in Atlanta. And it was your senior year, I believe, because I had to arrange for you to take the SAT in Atlanta so that you could compete, but so that you wouldn't miss your SAT. Yeah, I very well. Well, I made all of these arrangements only for the owner and what they call the artistic director to pull your dance, and it was only one dance we were going for, um, at the last minute. And that, to me, was so very inconsiderate. And when I asked her how she was going to remedy, it's like, what are you supposed to do? Well, what are we supposed to do now that you've pulled the only dance you were performing in? Her response was, you just go and cheer the others on. Well, but that's not why I was going to... Well, that's not why I was doing all that. Um... Hmm. And I essentially, we didn't go. I remember. I just had a girls meeting. Yeah, I had to pay a fee to transfer your SATs back to Miami, but you did take them. Um, It was actually more expensive for you to get me transferred back to Miami than it was for you to get my location transferred back to to Georgia the first time. Yeah, plus I ate the airfare. The hotel, the hotel is usually is not a problem because you usually don't pay. Even if you pay for one night, you don't pay until you get there. So I ate the airfare, and I, you're right, it, I had to pay out the double money and excess fees, late fees, to get your SAT location transferred back to Miami. So that that was a challenge. You loved dance so much, you just made sure you kept up with your studies. Because my rule was if you can't keep up with your schoolwork, you couldn't dance. And so you kept up with your studies. But some nights, you and I both know, we didn't get home till 11 o'clock at night. And we left at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I did. I don't know how we did that. I just... I I think about that now, and I'm like, I couldn't do that. I would die. As I do it, still rehearsing and having a full-time job. (laughs) Yeah. And then beyond the dance studio, there were the auditions. Like, we went to auditions for colleges. And, like, how did you... What... How did you support my dreams? Like... What was your approach to supporting my dreams but making sure I still like did other things and was practical? Because I would have just danced all the time if you had let me, but you didn't let me. No, because I think you should have balance in your life. Um, It's one thing to love something and do it, but when it becomes obsessive, that's not good either. So my job as a parent was always to Make sure you had some balance. Make sure you did other things. Um, I still wanted to support because you enjoyed dance. And then the, there's the other 
there's the issue of you could have gotten caught up with um, the wrong crowd or gotten caught up with doing some things that um, weren't so productive if you hadn't had dance. So I recognize that and as long as you were doing the right thing, I tried to make sure dance was still and always a part of your life. Yeah. Um, so what advice would you have for dance moms to be your budding dance moms or women who are trying to support their children's artistic endeavors? Um, when you see your child or children have a desire to do something that they enjoy, you can see they enjoy going, they enjoy, um, for the most part, when you pick them up, they're happy. Um, then do what you can in order to support that dream. If they love dance, try to support them in dance. There's There are various ways you can get them involved in dance. There, we You went through the studio route, but a lot of school programs have dance programs, um, which is, not, when I say not so costly, you at least get the instruction without paying that hefty tuition. Um, but try to support them if it makes them happy because while they're dancing at least you know they're dancing and they're enjoying what they're doing if they're not dancing then what are they doing who are they talking to what are they getting into so I say do the best you can um, dance is very it's, it can be an expensive uh, sport or hobby or whatever or, or, or creative outlet but um, to see a child um, light up or put their all into something and you don't have to ask them I never had to ask you to give dance your all and like I said because I told you if your grades started suffering dance was going to be cut you kept your grades up, so it was a win-win for me, and a win-win for you, I believe, emotionally, um, physically, um, because you were, it's not, you don't think of it as a sports sport, but you were active, it helped develop uh, parts of your personality, um, it helped to develop other parts of the brain that are stimulated as in sports, so it was a win-win for me. So that is why this particular coworker at my job, when she she is telling me everything she's doing, and she has two daughters, um, I tell her to hang in there. I said, I know you're tired. Remember, I used to have a pillow in the truck. Remember? Yeah. I used to sleep in the truck until yeah. it became a safety issue. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, then I had to stop that. But I've even told this particular mom, I said, okay, when they go to dance, this is when you go to the grocery store. Um, this is when you go run some errands so that you're not just sitting at the dance studio. You know. You go work out. Yeah, and that's how I did my exercise. I used to go to the grocery store or I would go to the closest Starbucks and use their Wi-Fi and do my work. So, mm -hmm. 
It worked. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually tearing up a little bit. It's been a long road and you've seen me through it all and you just came almost two months ago to see me perform in a professional show. Even with all the not great things, the expenses, the times when I was sad and you couldn't make it better, like when I got cut from that NYU audition, you just basically had to watch me mumble around in New York for two days. Yeah, that, did, it all that didn't feel good at all, but I, I knew what you weren't willing to accept. It's the same concept as the gymnastics. Ballerinas are very small and petite. They're short. So I knew when I saw all those girls at that audition and you were the tallest dancer there, I said, she's not going to make this. They're not going to choose her. But those are the things you have to allow your children to experience. Because if I had just said, no, we're not going, you would have always been able to say, what if I had made it? Even though I would have known you hadn't made it. So you have to experience that. But that was kind of painful to watch. I don't, reg I don't regret the experience with you being in dance. There are some experiences I would could have done without, but I don't regret you choosing dance and me not choosing gymnastics. <laughs> Emma, was I tired? Yes. Sometimes I was very, very tired. You have no idea how tired I, I really actually was. I didn't know if I would be able to make it. I now, like, I'm building a platform based off of this thing I've been doing since I was five years old. I got to bring you here, let you stay in my apartment that I, like, don't have to have you subsidize and let you watch me perform. And you hadn't seen me since high school, and it was really great. And I'm so appreciative to you. I'm getting misty-eyed again. Oh, geez. Um, because you didn't have to. You could have said, I'm tired and I need to rest. And I would have been angry with you in the moment, but I would have understood later on. You, you could have very easily just said, I'm tired and I need to rest. And that would have been the end of it. And I just would have had to accept it. And you didn't. And look at us now. Yeah. And we'll always have those memories. Some of them will make you misty eyes, and then some of them will just laugh at and say, yeah, you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for coming on my podcast, Mommy. I love you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Hey guys, it's me again. So I did want to jump back in and offer a quick reverence, first of all, to all of the dance moms, whether you're someone's biological mother or just a mother figure who has taken them a child under their wing at a dance studio or a dance teacher who goes above and beyond for their students. Thank you. You are doing more of a service to the world than you know. And my takeaway from this week is, unfortunately, my mom and I live in two different cities, so I can't hug her, but I'm going to see her in about a month, so I plan to give her the biggest hug possible then. And if you're able to, Dance Topians, make sure you hug your moms. They deserve it. 
So that's the podcast for this week. We will be back to our regularly scheduled programming in two weeks for the next episode. Until then, much love and keep on dancing. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dancetopia, the podcast. Be sure to check out the blog, www.dancetopia.blog. That's dancetopia.blog. You can also like the blog on Facebook, facebook.com slash dancetopiablog, or follow the blog on Twitter and Instagram at dancetopiablog. Thanks for listening.